Welcome to the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. This week, starring Ryan and Dee. Immaterial Gamers Podcast. Hello. Yo. How's the world? What's that? Still in shit? Yeah, don't don't tell me about it. No, seriously, don't tell me about it. That was I didn't fucking stutter. Like the uh don't think about it. Stress stress creates the reaction. I was thinking of a thingy from Portal 2. Mm. One of the pre-recorded messages. Yeah. The fucking thing. It's just stupid. I know, mate. More pre-recorded messages. Yep. Pre-recorded messages seem to be the way to go. At least you can then leave them and then everyone else has got to deal with the shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah. This is this seems to be the Immaterial Gamers podcast after Dark Edition because we're recording this on half eleven in the evening on a Sunday. So, uh, as you hear this, I'll probably be back at work. If Ryan is not back at work by this, uh, ignore what he just said. Uh, well, uh, well, my, okay. little, my little idiosyncrasies have changed, but other than that, not much. Yeah, well, then, you know, technically, I know we don't, want, we don't want to be starting off a podcast and a warm-up with this, but, okay, I'm going to say it now, because I know there's probably people going out there, it's like, oh, why is he moaning? It means, it means he's able to get back to normality, and, uh, you know, he doesn't want to be one of those scroungers scrounging furlough pay. No, 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 no. I've always been on the idea of as long as everything is safe, so be it. If the furlough, which my workplace has, has, has done, and so, you know, and grateful that that was, you know, sort of done and kept the safety of everyone in mind, that's fine. But, you know, just turn, just turn around and saying, yeah, we're going to keep the lockdown as it is. However, go to work. That's kind of contradictory. Yeah. Go, go to work. Don't use public transport if you can. Remember, you can cycle to work. You can walk to work. Mm, depending on how far you are from work. Like, you, you look, your traffic, is it? So yeah. Like, miles. Miles. Yeah, seven, seven miles as the crow flies. That's with all the side. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, no. However, you know, if I want to get... I do want to get back to work. You know, this is where the, this is where the money is. This, you know, Immaterial Gamers is currently not at a point where it is making money. So it's not my... And it's not our form of income yet. That's your big hope for the future. Yeah. Something that we can all, you know, be able to create for ourselves. However, that's very dark and I don't like that. So we're going to introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Dee. Yeah. yeah. And we'll try and be a little bit more happy, Mr. happy. That's going to be a stretch, but okay. Um... We'll, we'll try. I mean, we've got, our, we've got our usual, you know, we'll have our usual what's been played. Uh, business. There'll be, you know, I don't know what deal will be talking about, but I will be talking about something new. Anything new, unless you count another. Uh, that with my, <laughs> more Star Wars stories. Oh, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, you could talk Minecraft stories. We've not talked about Minecraft for a while, so we could go there. Um, I'll see if we can find some news while there is some talk going on. But okay, first thing we want to go to is uh, make it a recurring feature. Uh, odd gaming trivia time. Odd gaming trivia. Okay. So, uh, as this will have this, you know, this will have come out on the Tuesday. We'll have already had three videos. Oh no, we would have had a video in between. We would have had uh, the fifth episode of Persona Five Royal uh, uh, that Duncan and Andrea are doing. Starving fun editing that and putting in little bits of trivia. We, you know, um, I mean, they'll 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 probably see it because I don't remember him talking about it through there. But there was a scene where they were going through Shibuya, which is where. 
Persona 5 is set. Um, but through okay. to licenses, they you know they can't talk about um, or they can't show the proper names of buildings in there. And I don't know how many how many games you've probably played D where you see the famous Shibuya Scramble. It's the mm. it's the sort of the weird crossy word. You've all seen it in the animes and stuff like that, surely. Yeah. You know, that, that famous like like spaghetti junction style crossroad. Yeah. With the with the tall building. Um yeah. now they they called it in Persona Five it's jokingly called the Ten Five building. Because they they haven't got the rights to the actual name of the building, which is the Ten Nine building, which is a <laughs> sort of a department store, and they, they've actually mentioned this because they mentioned it in the in the in the episode, um, or sort of sort of repeat it on here. And they were talking about there's a lot of there's fan fiction crossover. I think Andrea mentioned there's fan fiction crossover between um, Persona Five and The World Ends with You, okay, or as as they call it, Tweewee, yeah, Tweewee, Tweewee, yeah. The world ends with you, yeah, Tweewee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they mentioned how you know it's like in in that I think they yeah that's called the ten four building. It just seems to be the famous thing that if you're going to show Shibuya and you show the building, and I think it actually even is even in, um, oh what's it called? Uh, Fire Emblem, not Fire Emblem, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Which just in case you needed any more trivia there, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was the crossover game between Shin Megami Tensei. And Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, there's. It's like in a lot of uh, anime and stuff. You'll notice certain areas that they'll just take, like. Oh look, it's like if you're in um you, you're in New York. If you got stuff from New York, you tend to be in New York Park or whatever it's called. Oh um yeah, so more Central Park or Times Square. But yeah, yeah you end up in one of, of those. Two. Oh um, no, sorry, sorry, gone. Yeah, there's loads of. In yeah, in a lot of the Japanese stuff, it's uh, yeah, big that big building or something else, like a shrine or something. Yeah, like enter shrine name here. Yeah. Oh yes, the um Hushiko shrine, I think it was, which they call it the Bochiko shrine. Well, the shrines are there's hundreds of shrines. It's um, the one named after a famous dog or something like that. I think it was just just like, wow, I can't believe it. It's like all these things, and they can't call it this, probably due to some sort of restriction somewhere. But yeah, and, um, but, but yeah, it's like it depends if they're in Nagasaki Well, it also depends on if they're meant to be in Okinawa or Nagasaki or whatever the state, Kyoto or whatever, hmm. or the Kaijin yeah. region or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, and the thing that. The thing that I've got on this is it's it's a bit weird because Shibuya is a real place. So you've got all these mm-hmm. sort of real buildings and shit like that. And you know, you you've mapped the place. Not to be one to one scale, but at least to, you know You'll have a general idea of Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's just like you know the roads go to where they need to go. Um I mean if you're gonna sit there and make fake buildings or everything, you you pull the Yakuza route. Yeah, like Yakuza game, don't you? Yeah. Because um, you know the, the the town in that, which now the name eludes me. Oh God, this is bad. Because this was like one of my favorite games. Um... <laughs> oh shit! Well, Camera well, Roadshow. There we go. Well, yeah. Which it's like is it's like San Andreas is across of like four states. Yeah, in a, in a sense, yeah. The old the old San Andreas was like that, but they were never actually real states. Like my um, no. my city was a fake. Miami, 
Liberty mm. City as a fake New York, or in and in particular Manhattan and yeah. Queens. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's that's uh, just... GTA Five somewhere between the. It's got like well, the no, Nevada... G- GTA Five is just a, is the the map of Los Santos is has been made bigger, but in terms of San Andreas, well, in a sense, actually, it cuts out one of the areas. It's got Los Santos and Blaine County, which were two of the maps that were in GTA um, in GTA San Andreas. Yeah. Um. They just missed out the the other bit. I've forgotten the name. Oh, yeah. Forgotten it's, the name of the other bit, but well, it's know. like where um, it's like Toro's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at, I'm at Grove Street. When you know where Grove Street is, I'm like, yep, yeah. I played enough fucking San Andreas. Yeah, anyone anyone who's played fucking San Andreas and sat there having to fucking slave through all the turf wars. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so that's that's one bit of odd gaming trivia. The other is the one that I actually meant to say. That was supposed to be a. Sort of a lead on to oh, talking sorry, I... about Duncan and Andrea. No, 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 no. It it, it pads out the podcast. Because um, <laughs> I'm actually seeing that there isn't really that much news at the moment. Other than other than the fact that actually, you know what? Brief a brief aside to the news. I'm not going to do the the news cutting. Um, yeah, Ubisoft brought out a gameplay trailer for the new Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla. It contains no gameplay in it whatsoever. Okay. Not not a gameplay trailer. I agree with the, the opinions of most gaming pundits out there, even though I'm not paid as one. It's not a gameplay trailer. If you think it is, and you even try and justify it is, you're wrong. Anyway. But you need to go to Valhalla. Uh, yeah, Valhalla can go fuck yourself. It can wait. Um, but no, what was it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the other piece of gaming trivia. There we go. That's Ad Duncan okay. and Andrea. So, on Saturday... Uh, we did another trivia murder party episode. Uh, who was in this? So there was you, there was me, uh, Andrea, Hello. Duncan, and Terry, who's who's joined his first play session. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, from from what I heard afterwards, he was he was unaware of its raucous nature. It ended up that, that those that and the other thing that we've recorded, which will be coming out next week. Oh. Um, were yeah. were raucous in nature. They were high energy, shall we say? And you know the the immaterial gamers track record of or the sort of the running. I don't want to call it running joke, but it's not meant to be a joke. Theme? It just kind of had that. Yeah, the running theme that we shout out one of the staff members at Jackbox. You oh, do anyway. I don't have any clue who any of them are. Ah. Well, I mean, there's there's two. I mean, because this actually comes back to the trivia that you were on. Yeah, so Andy Poland, we we've this this has now ended up and escalated now. Um, maybe my fault based on what I put on Twitter, on the Immaterial mm. Gamers Twitter, because I, I I I did this following quote. I'll probably put it up for those who are oddly watching the YouTube video. There'll be an image now of the tweet. Okay. That says, uh, Play Session is back on Trivia Murder Party 2 on Jackbox Party Pack 6. We are concerned that we have an at Krabby Dad, which is the, hand- the Twitter handle for Andy Poland, obsession. We need to rein it in, but until then, this preview, it should have really said this preview video, but this preview will be known as Exhibit IG for the course. <laughs> what, what seems to be going is, it's, like, it's scary now, where this storyline has led, it's almost like we're, we're stalking Andy Poland. It's not the case. He makes good music for the Jackbox Party Pack and good music overall. Hmm. And he just happens to be the VP for audio and editorial at Jackbox. 
that's on his Twitter bio. I didn't scout it out. It was just there. <laughs> but but for for Andrea and and Duncan's sake, you made a comment. It didn't really get answered. We shouted, "Oh, Andy Poland!" And you went, "Is that Schmitty?" No, it's not. <laughs> just 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 to answer that because it was a bit unanswered from the the first day when we recorded it. Um, yeah. What it actually turned out to be is that um, Smitty is voiced by someone else. But the we we the the tweet that this is a weird one. It now has three likes. Oh, so um, oh, I do have to pause the auto playing video that Tweet Deck shows. But uh, wasn't there four it. likes and then back then three or something? Uh, no, it started off with no likes. Then it ended up with one like. Then it disappeared, and then it came back with another Jackbox Party Pack staff member or another Jackbox member. So we got Spencer Ham, who is the voice of the trivia killer, gave mm. it a like. I was like, "Oh, right, cool, cool," because we always make a joke. I always make a joke on the descriptions that Spencer Ham's out to get us. Um, well, Spencer's to get out. Um, wake up! Spencer's always after someone. Well, yeah, if he, he's he, he's not chilling if he's not killing. Um, what's up? Wait, <laughs> Jesus Christ! If Spencer Ham ended up in a Budweiser advert, my head would explode. Uh, I was thinking of more of the um, scary movie, but yeah. But the, but the other one was Andy Poland. Krabby Dad did end up. I think it liked, then it unliked, and then it was noticed that it was unliked, so it was liked again. Or Twitter was just being stupid. One of one or the other. And then we we oh oh. Oh, so actually, it's three Jackbox Party Pack members. Okay. Um, we got one from uh, from Dave Innes, a game player and designer at Jackbox. Yeah, so we got three Jackbox members who now like the tweet. Okay. Which now I find it even more hilarious. I do like it. We do play enough Jackbox. Because Jackbox is awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Ah, he's the art director at Jackbox. So we got the art director, um, the audio VP. And I just now also need to check now. Uh, yeah, the director and editor of Trivia... Uh, well, director and editor and Trivia Murder Party host at Jackbox. Smitty. No, not Smee. Spencer, Spencer Ham's not Smee. I'll give you that bit of trivia as well. But there is another major character in Jackbox. Um, Duncan and Andrea do like him. And that is Old Man. Oh, Old Man. Yeah, Old Man is voiced by Andy Poland. Uh, just, just so you know there, and that, and I also had the illusion, and the illusion shattered while I was just going around searching through these videos. I wasn't like you know looking for personal information or anything. Um, hmm. just, just keep digging that hole, Ryan. Just keep digging the hole. <laughs> just keep digging. Just keep digging, digging. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I now know the fo- the the face of Cookie Masterson. There was a massive. It was a massive thing at the time. With with you don't know Jack mm. when he first came out. The whole point is so he had the voices of the characters of Schmitty, um, of Cookie, old man, and sort of old old man. But there was like other like hosts mm. or guest hosts that would come up, but you would never see their faces. And Tom Gottlieb or Gottlieb, mm. I've got the name. I hope I've pronounced the name right. If not, I apologize. Um, he's the voice of of Cookie, mm. but he made it a whole clear thing that he never showed his face, or the or the joke was he would never show his face for anything. And if his fa- if if there was a like a picture with him in it, 
there'd be the sort of oh, what was the what was the name of the character out of Home Improvement? Wilson. Mm. You know, there'd always be something in the way of his face. Uh, that trope. Yeah, and then and then and then I found a like a, a video from 2014. It was a Jackbox live stream, and he was the guest on one of it while they were talking about the creation of the party pack. And and there he is in his in his in his studio with his microphone. And and yeah, mm. I don't know. If, I'd say I'm sort of disappointed, but I apologize to Tom now. Look at me on first name basis. I don't even know the guy. Never met him until until like a couple of days ago. I'd never even seen his face. I'd seen parts of body with like Jackbox Xbox covers in front of his face, but you know. But yeah, so that's a whole load of odd gaming trivia, otherwise known as rambling that disguises itself as a warm up. Yeah, I, I hope I hope you've been um, educated or at least entertained. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Dick. Just in, insert, insert like slow clap here. Yes, the circuits still work. How do you think I feel? I'm a potato. I think I think I'm on a hype because because this is a, a late night edition. I may have I may have sort of like been fed and and maybe had a nice filling dessert of of some chocolate fudge brownie ice cream and, and as we discussed prior to the podcast um you me martin and steph and our friend paul it's got a lot of sugar so ryan ryan is in a ryan is in a hypey hyper hyper talk mood i'm in so, a eh. you're in a eh. but yeah well, um what are we doing what's been played soon yeah we'll, we'll we'll do what's been played it'll give me the chance to shut up what's being played well it depends if you're going first or second um. Well, we'll go to what's been played now. And do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I don't know. Do you want to flip a coin? Yeah, you know what? We can flip a coin. This is this is. Are you this flipping is it or am I flipping it? Uh, actually, can you flip one? Because I don't have a coin here. Preparedness. This is what you get when it's like virtually improv. We just know the names. Our oh, two pence piece is a good coin. Yep. Um, and I've got heads right. or tails. Okay. Which one so, do you want? So I'll go heads. The coin is heads gone. it is. Heads it is, right. Well, in that case, I'm going first. So, uh, D, you will have probably seen a couple of days ago I was playing another roguelike game because I can't stay away from the fuckers. You like your roguelikes. Oh, yes. Going you rogue also like wouldn't magic. happen. You, also like like your, you like your music key ones as well. Like yeah. Colour matchy ones. Yeah, big ones. Rhythms, RPGs, and roguelikes now. It seems to be thinking it's not something that I would have ever thought. The sort of the concept of it's a sort of an anxious thing. It's sort of the concept of permadeath fucking frightened me, mm. and that's why sort of roguelike games are still a little bit troublesome for me. Roguelike or roguelite, even. I mean, they're almost interchangeable now. It's a shame because they used to definitely mean two separate things. We'll go light in this case because while it has permadeath. Um, it's you know it's got um, permanent progression attached onto it. The game in question mm. is a game called Void Bastards. How uh, I'm gonna how I'm gonna have that on the screen, yeah. or how we're gonna mention that without being demonetized is you know is, is magical. Do you believe in but, magic? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Which I find it is funny. This this uh we're we're recording this on the tenth of May. This game came out. Last year. Okay, so it's been out on the market for a while. 
Yeah, yeah, the game. Yeah, so it's been on the market. It came out um, on Thursday or Friday to the Switch and the PlayStation Four. Okay, but but it's been out since May twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen, for Windows and Xbox One. Mm. Um, it's made been developed by an Australian studio called Blue Manchu. I don't know if they made other games. Oh yes, you will know them. Okay, because we used to play this game, Card Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know those. Yeah, that's the, the um, like the little. It looks like a yeah D and D board or something. Yeah, with like the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, it's a yeah card based dungeon crawler. Um, <laughs> so it's like uh, a t- yeah a mix of I a like tabletop style, and, a, but... and a card game. Oh, it's no, like the, 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 the art style is pretty fun. Yeah, so it's like if you haven't seen this, what Dee's alluding to, sort of the it like you said, like Dee said, it's table, it's D and D sort of based in it with sort of you know maps basically set on a table, and you can see cans of coke and and like crisps and stuff around the side, mm. and a DM screen, and then the characters are little like the cardboard little two D yeah cardboard cutouts and um, around the screen yeah. But the, the, the idea behind it is that the mix on this is it was also a, um, in essence, a card game. Mm. And so you had cards for armors to move, to, to do all that. And, and then you, you'd work as up, either on your own with three characters or up to two other people um, yeah. to fill those slots. And you'd just go through maps and the, like, sort of the whole story is to go through, like, your, your, you've interrupted your brother's D and D game session, yeah, card hunter session. So he's your dungeon master, and through the game, you're preparing to take part in this sort of ultimate dungeon that's hosted at a like a, a local game store. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the name of the tournament is called. It's like the like it was just the card hunter tournament or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, you should give it a try. Free to play, of course. You know, it does have microtransactions. But you know yeah. they're they're not necessary. They really they're not necessary. Well, yeah. not quite a lot, quite quickly. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. You will not. Yeah, it's, I, I guess it goes under the form of time saver. Um, because you can. But, it's yeah. You want you can just run it. You can grind. Well, it's like most microtransaction games. You can at least grind it out if you need to, if you wanted to. Yeah. Instead of pay to win. Yeah. Sorry. I just no, no, no. It's fine. The pay-to-win mechanism is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, but it, but it, yeah, but it's not pay-to-win because of the way that it also does stuff is it, it does um does what a lot of sort of online multiplayer games do now in the forms of level scaling. Mm. So missions in the game are repeatable, but they they have a sort of a, a suggested level, and you you know you can you can play under the level and it'll be difficult. Difficult. You can play at the level. And it's fine. And then you can play above the level, but you'll be sort of scaled down a little bit to make sure that the difficulty is still there. Yeah, it's um, still can, still can. Yeah, the little school thing can kick your ass. Um, yeah, the diff- I mean, the difficulty is still there. You know, mm. and that's and that's the point. It's supposed to be sort of still to keep you on your toes, and it's challenging. It does require communication from each of you, and you know, sometimes there's a bit of luck of the draw because at the end of the day. In essence, it's a card game. Yeah, it depends if you dice roll. Yeah, you know, it just depends how that but is. You know, it's like you know, most RNG in it. It's like most games. It doesn't matter. Well, it's most games with the card-based mechanic. If you mm. get shit dice rolls, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter just... how lucky you are. If you dice rolls are shite, 
you critical fumble or whatever. Yeah, you fail, you fail. It's you know, it's just still how it is, and and it's not to say the game can't be punishing either, because it really is. If you just don't plan ahead in what you're doing, mm. even with the RNG involved, you are gonna get your ass handed to you. Yeah, you gotta strategize who you're gonna kill and what you're gonna kill first, and how you're gonna get yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a turn-based strategy as well. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you know, it does go. You go, we go. But yeah, it, it, you can estimate roughly what the AI is going to do, but it can still throw a curveball at you every once in a while. Oh, absolutely. Nothing worse than getting your giant weapon there, and then he just pulls out some magical armor in response, and yeah. you know, negates the damage and reflects it back to you, and then your character just goes. <laughs> yep. It's like. Uh, crap. You know, but that's the, 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 them's the breaks. That's what you got to deal with. And now that I now that I know that now that I understand that Blue Manchu did Card Hunter, it really explains sort of how some things in Void Bastards go as well. Because again, mm. it's another one of those games that sort of if you get complacent, it will kick your ass. You will get rhinoed. <laughs> Rhino. Go back to what gaming trivia. It's not really odd because it's part of it in the name in the game Ratchet and Clank. Rhino is the name given to the end game weapons in every Ratchet and Clank game, like bar one, mm. I think. Um, and Rhino was an acronym of Rip Yet a New One. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's that's where that comes from. So Void Bastards, we'll get there. So it's a first person shooter and roguelike game. Okay. Uh, with a very comic book inspired style so the 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 story is that uh, a prison ship or colony ship prison slash colony ship the void arc hence the void bastards mm-hmm. um has been attacked by pirates in space and oh. you know the 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 ship is operated by a wayland yutani style company that really does not care for their fellow humans <laughs> and, and, uh, and an evil corporation here yeah, so it's, yeah, it's the evil corporation. So there's a there's a, an AI on the ship. Um, the name eludes me, but he's he's basically is like a, a Windows ninety five computer with a monocle and a top hat as his AI. So he's a dapper little git. Yeah, so he's he's, he's very humble and, and you know follows the rules of the company to to the letter. But the way that it works is because this this ship has now just been left in space and it's just floating, and the ship has got sort of cargo that needs to that needs to get there. Mm. Um the way it works is he uses the, the prisoners on the ship. Also known as clients. <laughs> yeah, because he's a polite little uh, git. Yeah. So the um all the, the 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 prisoners on the ship have been dehydrated. They've, like they've literally you know there's like those old like you know some more of those sort of Japanese um, three course meal things that they have that you can get that you you know just add water and then suddenly it makes fucking sushi, like uh, like capsule oh capsule corp stuff or yeah yeah effectively yeah you, you yeah if we go uh, capsule corp that's DBZ isn't it just to yeah to make sure I'm not silly franchise thank you great I don't watch much of that show but I just know little tidbits it's capsule corp's boomers franchise it's boomers dad's company. Boomer, yeah, she's the sort of the the blue haired one with the features. Um, yeah, she marries Vegeta. Mm. Mm. 
But uh, yeah, so this, this ship is full of, of like, I think they mentioned like 10 million dehydrated prisoners <laughs> on this ship. So this has the roguelike bit straight into it. Of like this seemingly infinite amount of characters that you can get, and it, you know, there's 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 homage, homages or at least sort of features that come to it. So the idea is that you you get a prisoner, they get rehydrated, now like seriously, they just get like a little like little void um a little dib dab packet. Ends up in the ship. It gets torn. It gets torn out. Some water comes in. They just rehydrate the the um, the bastard, mm-hmm. and their 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 job is to fulfill the the objectives of the AI in order to get the ship back to where it needs to, to be. Uh, yeah, to to its uh, to its destination. Um, needing to use a they need to use a faster than light warp drive, but they're stuck in this nebula. So you have to go from ship to ship, and it's got sort of it's it's part FTL. In how you move from one part of the nebula to the next, um, and it's part Rogue Legacy. If you've ever played that, no. So Rogue Legacy was a sort of another roguelike dungeon crawler sort of thing where you entered a cursed castle to try and find its its treasure. But when your character died, their heir would be the next character to arrive, and they would all have random traits. Like mm. some some would would have a, like a trait where they couldn't help but shout every time they took damage or or swear every time they took damage. Oh, okay. So some, oh, some some kind yeah. of random mechanic. Yeah, some could only um, some were short sighted, which meant it sort of blurred out half the screen. Mm. Um, some were taller or smaller, which helped with or hindered with going through certain spaces and platforms. One type was that they were dyslexic which it meant all the menus the letters would just switch around yeah because um, yeah being dyslexic that that does happen yeah it it, oh, it i i can understand it being a ball ache and it, if it's it, even half of what it's like when they do the dyslexic trait i feel sorry and and feel your pain it, it can get jumbled and dance around around and all sorts you have to concentrate to get it to. Fo- you have to focus, mm. and it takes a lot of concentration to try and focus it back. And if yeah. you if you get in too distressed, you need to walk away from it, calm down, and try again. It's yeah. not like you, it's, it's, it's like oh, just read it. It's like you don't understand. <laughs> no, and I, I get where you're on on that. And in, in that case, if you ended up getting the dyslexic trait character on that, what you do is you get it killed, and then just you know. Choose another rare one with better stats. Uh, well, because um, um, I am dyslexic, we have a tendency of being able to understand that shit. Because it could be doing the thing and we're just like, oh, wait, it's when we might be able to do it a little bit better. So keep that character alive as much as possible. I don't know, it depends on how the trait works. If it's the dancing bit, probably not. If it's just it moving around a little bit, you'll be like, oh, okay. It's like, uh, when, uh, it's like when we were playing one of the games. Oh, wait, no, that's not out until another while. But Terry was able to figure out who everyone was based on the writing style. Mm. Yeah, and I, I get where you're on on that. So to wrap that back round, um, okay. the the whole rogue legacy aspect is that each of the the prisoners have traits as well, and some of them are detrimental, some of them are positive. It's like some characters may get the ability to lock doors quicker, 
And believe me, that's an important feature in the game, with the ability to lock doors from some of what they call citizens, which are the enemies on each map. Yeah, the weird little like space cube things, like space zombies and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it turns out that like the nebula has like done something to the people in the area, so it sort of mutated them. It's a bit sort of weird. Because some of them were like giant floating heads at one point. Yeah, they yeah they have they, they have different things. So the giant floating head with like a like a head and like a bandage around its eyes, even though it's got more eyes than the bandage possibly covers, oh. is the outpatient. And then you've like got the patients, which are just little blobs with tons of mouths but no eyes, um, who suddenly explode if you get near them. You've got janitors, which just walk around in security areas when you mess around with shutdowns, but just you know shoot you. They look like scribes. Yeah. So it's all mutated and stuff like that, but some of the traits will you know help on that. Like the ability to lock doors quicker means you can stop characters that can open doors from opening them. Um, uh, or if it's those floating heads, they can't open doors. Oh uh, yeah, the t- tourists and outpatients can't open doors anyway because they don't have hands. <laughs> um, but yeah. damn you! But some some are different. It's like there was one, there, there was a bastard that picked. He died pretty early on mainly because I didn't like him. Um, mm. But he had poor peripheral vision. Oh. So when you went onto a map, and considering it's a first-person shooter where field of view is kind of needed to to have it just being a sort of a, a circle in the middle of your screen <sighs> is... Oof. But it's nice to show that it wasn't just the fact that he got that trait and nothing happened because his little character, because each one has a... Each character has sort of a... Like a... A, a portrait. Oh, uh, um, and his had blinkers on the sides of his on the sides of his eyes, so you could tell he was someone who had poor peripheral vision. Mm. Um, none of the characters really have backstories because, at the end of the day, the the sort of endless nameless villain. Yeah, head. well, I mean, they do. They have they have names, um, but they're just sort of like procedurally generated, just like anything else. The main story is sort of the AI and whatever surviving bastard you have trying to mm. get this this pirate hijacked ship back under control and to to get it everywhere um so it does have this sort of uh sort of black comedy style to it as well just like oh are you doing all this for a company that doesn't care about you i mean one of the situations is that you have to craft an id card and the ai goes sweet because you've done that i'll take 16 days off your sentence which should offset the sentence given to you for faking an ID. Um, and then, you know, it's just like this this bit when you, once you do that first bit, it's like, oh, you need to get the ID registered at HR computer. Problem is you need to go and get a HR computer as the, as the comic strip slowly pans to where it says HR and a giant fucking hole in the ship. And as Steph mentioned when he was watching it, just this floating plug lead <laughs> just where the computer should have been and it's like oh yes but yeah it's I, I like it i like the way it goes into the roguelike is that every time you successfully complete a ship um you take a whole bunch of materials and and stuff like that and it gets put onto the ship and it gets stowed in there so that should that character die you've got a bunch of materials that you can use for the next for the next run in addition to that any weapons and and stuff that you create can be used by any other prisoner after the fact as well so if you get an upgrade for the gun the next one can use that upgraded gun Uh, because it goes into like a personal storage locker that ends up back at the ship or something 
yeah, yeah. So they like have a backpack that when when a when a client dies, client prisoner bastard, they're interchangeable. Um, yeah, once once they die, the backpack just goes off their like like jellied body now that they're dead, and gets itself back to the Steve, which is the name of the little sort of shuttle that you get. Mm. Um, and that just sort of goes back to the ship, and then yeah, the next char- the next character can use it. That's not to say that all the ammo that you get gets kept. No, that 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 gets very bright. Yeah, all the ammo, the fuel, the food, that all goes. So you get a care package, like a couple of jumps worth of fuel, a couple of sandwiches, and about twenty bullets. And it's like, right, cool. There you go. That's what you've been requisitioned. But I I definitely give it a try. If you like roguelite, it's it's a good one. Um, if you like sort of black comedy in that as well, it's it's good. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of my ratings of roguelikes that I've played so far, between some like Dungeon of the Endless, FTL. I mean, FTL is up there. I mean, that's a roguelike though. Um, I, I couldn't get into FTL. It's it's punishing, is is what it is. Duncan loves FTL. I know he does. Um, he probably plays it high, but I think it's 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 Hades has a high bar um and it's on there with curse of the dead gods as well because i love that one um but void bastards is certainly up on that high amount as well mm. so uh yeah that's that, that was me waxing lyrical for about 25 minutes mm-hmm. i've been sat here twiggling with a hook well um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk now i guess since i just couldn't shut up uh, it's fine uh i haven't really got much news uh i've been playing a bit of old republic i found a new just before we started the podcast, I found a Datacron on... Datacrons for life! Those fucking Coruscant. finicky, hidden little bastards. Now, this one was really obvious. The Coruscant ones are really obvious, by the way. Oh, cool. Well, um, well, I'll do that with my Jedi at some point. I was walking around Coruscant, and I just heard, heard it. I was like, oh, you're up there, aren't you, little git? Like, yep. But as Steph points out, I have the audio thing, don't I? Mm-hmm. I have that weird audio thing. It probably comes from my autism, but yeah. Um, I have yeah the audio cues and whatnot. I'm like, I hear it. Oh dear, it's basically like a jump puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA, I've been been enjoying the double uh, double rewards from selling crap on the MC business thing. Hi. So uh, instead of like 300k, I'm getting close to 600k a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on level 100 and whatever now, so the levels don't bother me. I need money. Money. Money for days. And me, Terry, and stuff have started playing Feed the Beast Omnia. Oh, yeah. Please, tell me a little bit more about that one. Because I know you you do all these weird mods for Minecraft that are so different from the sort of original. So... Also, each modded Minecraft that we play has different rules. Like, depends on the mod packs that we have. Like, we don't have Thorncraft in this one. No. Yeah, Thorncraft. So we don't have that set of systems and stuff. So each time we play it, we've got to learn new recipes and new ways around stuff. Mm-hmm. Along with your classic old stuff, of course. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so Omnia has been kind of in... Um, it's got a bit of everything. Uh, Terry's been doing his storage, but he can't do his normal storage. So he's having to learn a new storage system. Uh, right. Steph's learning a new magic. Because me and Steph tend to go into magic at some point. Magic. Um, that's that's a long time since oh. I've bloody played uh, Minecraft. Then oh, magic's only in the Feed the Beast versions. Right. Okay. 
in modded Minecraft, shall we say. Mm-hmm. It's not in vanilla, it's in modded Minecraft only. Yeah. Because the same with technology. Well, redstone technology is vanilla. Uh, computers and data mining and da 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 is modded Minecraft. It's the difference between vanilla and modded. It's in each modded Minecraft had its own things that it goes into. Its mm-hmm. own challenges, shall we say. Because uh, you also get achievements and stuff. That they, they have a series of achievements. Like You know the difference between like uh, this one's got a normal world where, say, Sky Factory has a that you start off with a bucket of water, bucket of lava, yep, a single tree, and about ten blocks. Oh yeah, and everything else is void. Mm-hmm. Go build your world. Where Omia is, you got you you've got your vanilla you got your not vanilla world. You've got your normal world. You got you you do all your normal stuff, and it's just like a normal world with extras. Right. So it's not uh, so, like Terry's unlocked the dimension to the flat world. That dimension is entirely flat. It's where he's put the data. He's put the miner in there so he can auto mine resources. Because mm-hmm. Terry likes things automated. Films. Uh, well, yeah. It's basically Terry will try and automate and doesn't really do much manually. Mm. I tend to, even though we do have automation on a lot of things, I tend to just do stuff manually anyway. Right. Half the time. But um. Yeah, this one I built a farm uh, as standard, uh, and I've actually built a freaking three tier house with a big no four, four, three tiers up, one tier down. Uh, what I've what took me like fifteen hours to get all the blocks that I needed and craft it because it is still survival. Mm. Uh, oh, also the survival, the mobs are slightly different in this one as well. The the obviously there's extra mobs like vanquishers and stuff. They're not in vanilla. Um, vanquishers are mean. They poison you, drop you down to one health, and then they've also got a giant sword to the face. Mm. So if you don't survive the poison tick damage, you're trying to hit and you're trying to kill them. You're pretty much getting murdered. Um, and there's like the pillagers and stuff like that, pirates and stuff that come and raid the village that you have to defend against. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh. Like we're used to using Thorncraft, and that is really hindering our armor and weapons because mm. uh, the that particular crafting the crafting mod that we use for that one is you build the armor and you can build each piece of like the in that mod um you build like the handle the binding and and the say the pickaxe so your pickaxe is broken down into the head the handle and the binding in mm. In this one, they don't exist, so we can't build custom weapons or custom armor. Where you're like, oh, I'll just give my armor bacon. What makes it edible? So you get hungry, just eat your armor. Okay. Um, that's in that, that particular mod. In this one, we don't have that mod, so we've got to work around the fact that we've only got iron and diamonds and stuff. Mm. And so we've only got basic Minecraft tools and basic Minecraft armors to work with. Uh, I may... I think I posted it on a thing this morning. I've made infinite baked potatoes. I did see that. Hold on, we'll go pack up this uh, this this field of PC cases that we were looking at. Some of them look really, really cool. Some of them just look silly. And oh, oh yeah, there was a picture of like a child with Boris, not Boris, uh, Donald Trump's head on it. Um, but, but yeah, basically, uh, in that image... Ah, uh, uh, yes, I see that. There we go. At the top, we've got the red pot things that are new. 
we've never used those before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph found we found them, and well, Steph mentioned it, and I'm like, okay, so they're making potatoes infinitely yeah. that goes into the chest mm-hmm. underneath because it's got a hopper in it. Uh, next to it, there's another chest with the hopper that's creating infinite wood from a bonsai tree. Bonsai. That, yeah, the bonsai trees somehow create infinite wood. Just, just roll with it. Um, mm. And then they go into the. Both of those are getting fed into the furnace, so it's getting fed potatoes and wood, and it goes into the bottom chest. Infinite baked right. potatoes. Sweet. And then this, this but yeah, you've solved a food problem that we could have really been happy to have been done in the real world. Yeah, infinite baked potatoes. Somehow it slowly makes them, so it doesn't make them really quickly, but it will indefinitely make them. Hey, I think people can wait. Yeah, I'm sure we can sort a supply and demand well, outcome. Can, well, if I wanted to, I add more bonsai pots. So the potatoes are making... Like I added the two bonsai pots of potatoes. It's still making two potatoes every like 10 seconds or something. Um, it, and the wood's coming through. At, but yeah, you can always just increase the... If you had like four potato pots, you would have... The potatoes will be making it quicker than the machine can process. Mm. Uh, that's another thing with this is, if, uh, as Terry thinks, Terry likes efficiency. Like Terry's got the crusher and stuff to create you two dust into one dust. That's a mm. modded thing. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, uh, that's basically the bottom of my house. That's a whole chimney thing that we've got. And smoke actually does come out the top. Cool. Um, uh, so I've got, that's my area in the map. So it's got a farm and a giant freaking house. Still trying to work out how to build the roof. Mm. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. But yeah, it's. What do you? Is there anything you want to know about Minecraft? No, I think we. You know, I just wanted to. I wanted to hear about the weird, wacky, wonderful things that have been happening, and that's quite a bit. Well, um, with Minecraft, just don't think about it. Ah, right. It's that's why I've been going wrong the entire time then. It's like that, like the bonsai pot. It's somehow creating infinite baked potato, oh, potatoes. Mm. How? Don't think about it. Okay. Just, just you, you work it out, and it just, just, just roll with it. It's like if you see something, and it's like, well, how does that work? It's just, just roll with it. Fair. If you try and if you try and analyze it, your brain break. I know. I've, I, I know. It's happened to me several times. It's just like, wait, how does putting a block there and a block here make infinite blocks? And it's like, don't think about it. Just accept that it does. Uh, and you can still waterlog. It's starting to phase out the waterlog doors. Because so, somehow placing a door underwater gives you an unbelievable bubble. Mm. It's like, hmm. Just, just, just don't think about it. If you're going to play my... But yeah, I would say this one's pretty good all around. It's not particularly hard. It's not a cruel one like the one I was playing with Chris. Because Chris was playing one with like... Uh, dungeons and raids and shit, where you had to, like, you get one hit. You're in, like, say we say, diamond armor times 100, and you're still getting one hit. I. Mm, no. No. A, just no. Eternity. No. That's Minecraft Eternity. It looks pretty cool. It, the, the, it looks badass, but it's cruel. Uh, and don't expect to live very long. No. It looks very cool, and it's got a very cool storyline because it has like Lich King and 
yeah, lich fortresses and all sorts of dungeons that you have to unlock and raids and shit. That's not the roguelike I want. It has dungeons and raids, but you're just going to get your ass handed to you. Just like, oh, hi, mob. And splat. Nah. Not um, for me. Well, I, mean, I mean, Minecraft's not really for me, but I do like hearing people's stuff. I do like seeing the stuff. It's just not personal. I know Steph. Think, but... uh, I know Steph loves his Hermitcraft. He does. He likes he his Hermitcraft it. for days. One could say he loves it too much. He's also got the weird obsession. The whole Frank thing. Never mind. Yeah, you say his hermit crab is a crab. Hermit craft obsession is is like Duncan and Andrea's Andy Poland obsession. Yeah, well, that and his thing with Frank being God. But yeah, Frank's a god. Uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah, the pig. Bloody pig. Well, we'll use that. We'll use that pig to wrap it up because you know. We want to make sure we're able to still make bacon. Pro- well, um, but yeah. It's basically each... If you, basically, Minecraft's one of those. If you can get into it, you get into it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. And you got... It's like the different mods. Certain mod packs we've liked and certain mod packs like, nope. Yeah, I mean, like I say, the, I, I'm always happy with stuff that is made and stuff that is done in Minecraft. It's just not something I do, but... Minecraft is influential and it always will be, and it's a good game. It is a good game. It's just not one that I get into. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's one of those you can get easily get lost in it for hours if you've mm-hmm. got the if you if you've got like a project in mind. If you don't have a project in mind, you're screwed. Yeah, it's like the house design, and I I was asleep and I came up with it. I was in bed. I was like, I started thinking about the house. I'm like, I want to build it this way. And when I got up, I actually jotted down on a piece of paper the layout and stuff. So I've got like, this is what I want to build it out of. Oh, this is what I want to build. This is how I want it to roughly, what it, what I roughly want it to do. And then it's just going through the materials and figuring out which materials you want to use. And then how hard said materials are to acquire. Mm. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. So, yeah. No, I get you. I've completed my dark side for this week. I've got the minimum requirements on the dark side, by the way. Ah, cool. Yeah, we're just going for conquest points and stuff. It's it's basically the end game thing of uh, of of. Well, it's now not just the end game thing of Star Wars anymore. It's it's the it's, thing. It's, a, it's the thing. Um, but you know, based on that, we've nearly hit an hour on our side. Okay. So we are gonna wrap this up. Oh. So uh, do you want to talk? Do you want to think about the collision? Or that just who knows? Um, our Disco Elysium should be, will have been out. It came out on Sunday. I meant the well, today. Thing. Yeah, so it's uh, our our checks uh, you know are going well. Um, I did put a preview on there um, of that red check that we had of trying to skip the payment, but I cut it out before the result. So if you want to see the result of that infamous check, you'd actually have to watch the video. Okay. So it's uh, so it's on the channel. Um, but yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. We're up to the like, share, subscribe stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you, you want to do that? Heard, oh, if you liked what you hear, uh, like, share, subscribe, click the notification thing. Uh, yeah. It's on the multiple platforms, what I can gather. Yes, it is. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, I mean, you're already probably, you know, if you if you do see this. You're watching it on YouTube. That's also a thing where all our gameplay videos are. Upcoming mm. projects that may be happening. Uh, dual play soon. Is that Stefan Darius? That is the Stefan Darius co-pilot project. 
there is a there is a secret board game project that will be happening soon. Darius is uh, in the mines working on that whenever he gets the chance. Um, there is also, you know what, I'm now at the point where I could tease it. There is also the opportunity for, uh, well, there is, coming soon, that soon doesn't have a proper date yet, will be the Immaterial Gamers Wrestling League, or the Immaterial Wrestling uh, Show. Yeah, because you've been building the heels and things all week. Oh, yeah, I've been building faces, been building heels. Um... I can't remember the other ones. Heels and what's that? No, it's just one? heels and faces. Oh, ba- baby, like... baby face and heel, but baby face is shortened to f- face. Ah. Um. Because you've but... been creating light, dark, and yeah, normal versions of, of of people. Yeah. So we've got we've got a roster of fourteen characters. Um, we're just sort of waiting on um a sort of a logo design that Steph has been given a sort of project on. Mm. To, to put on the on the mat and on the apron, the LED board, and as a watermark, and then we can get that show going. And the idea behind it is it is going to be sort of a mix between sort of a you know just a creator wrestler, my career, um, but it would fit with because fans of us are, are fans of Loading Ready Run, inspired by their just let the game play out the matches videos that they've done. Mm. They have a thing, and may just and sort of add it as a link because I like it. Um, you know, and you know, I kind of like the crotch. I kind of like the from Blur. I like the uh, crop crop shots. Is it crop shots? Are oh, the mini the micro sketches? They are cool yeah. to watch. It's just like just very fast show style. Basically, you don't. Get, it's basically like with Minecraft. The context is like what? And you're like, mm. oh, oh, okay, I get, there's some kind of line or a pawn, and it's just like okay. How yeah. they got to that line of pun, don't ask. Yeah, it's, it, it, like I say, it's very fast show. It's very irreverent humour. Um, just quickly, micro-sketches. Sort of a sketch generally is no longer than a minute, with the exception. Mm-hmm. One sketch that they did was 17 seconds, including the outro. Because it was just a single line? Yeah, so it's just like... Um, I mean, I think it was one that was one of the winners, um, or no, one of the finalists. So they did a, they managed to, they've got so many videos, they did a bracket. Some, a fan of Loading Ready Run did a bracket, put 512 crap shots together, paired them off in matches, and then did a, like, sort of a last man standing or last sketch standing. But one of the favorites was one um, involving um, one of the characters deciding when they wanted their Amazon delivery. And it was it was just showing it's like, you know, one to two working days, three to four next day, now the mending or the package has already been here, you just needed to click the button to close the temporal loop. <laughs> but he but he clicks the button now and the instant he clicks it a box hits him in the face. And then <sighs> someone just comes up and just goes, Sign here, please. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I like those sketches. But the thing that they had is um, for their crossing the streams show or the, one of their let's plays. They 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 did a thing. They they've got a fake promotion called Ultimate Face Punch Wrestling, and they did a they've they've done three videos um, of what was called the Autumnal Rumble, and they they just used characters from their sketches. And the key thing on that was that they let the game do the fights for them, and they just sort of reacted and commented over. And I sort of wanted, sort of, you know, 
inspired by that idea, I want to take it into a full-fledged improv wrestling show. Because, I mean, the game's, the game's going to play itself out and the matches are just going to do that. We're not going to interfere with anything. Rivalries will be used in the sort of the universe mode to set stuff up. But we'll then just, you know, we'll get some of us on a commentary booth and watch the matches as they happen and sort of try and make jokes and build these characters with what we see. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, you know, we start with the fourteen wrestlers that we've got, and then we'll slowly introduce what we've decided to call our fancy wrestlers. So if we wanted, you know, if we wanted to look like, you know, that's cool. Or act like a wrestler, yeah, we could just add some in, try and keep him within copyright, you know, without fully copyright infringing stuff. Um, we'll we'll try and add a, we'll then look at adding a women's division, a tag team division, and even a Minecraft edition. The, the game that we're trying, the unfortunately very, very buggy WWE 2K20 has the ability to make block bodies so they can uh, look like Minecraft characters and it has the nets or like the net templates so you can literally make a Minecraft character. So, you know, thinking of just having um, like a Minecraft division or at least a separate show. But the idea on that is that we start of going sort of improv and then sort of take jokes that had happened and sort of give him storylines and, and sort of work through that. It's ambitious, but, you know, we'll, we'll go there. So that's another one of the projects that are coming up. And there's, there's other stuff that we're all thinking of. We're always working. Um, Terry's, Terry's looking to get more involved on stuff. So he's looking at oh, is it wanting to do something space engineers style or, or something that would make him enraged. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I fear for his lifespan at that point, but, you know, if he wants to go for it, We'll go for right, it. It's, it's basically space. I don't know if you play Space Engineer. I haven't, but I've heard it can be. It's, it, 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 I spent an hour and a half building a vehicle at one point to have a graphical glitch blow it to pieces. Oh, wonderful! It's like or a like a physics error, and it just goes running off. It's like no. Ah. Fair enough. So you can see it's where that's going to go. It's basically physics on Space Engineers. It's wacky at best. Mm. It's like you hit a pixel and you go for a 500-mile flight. Great. Love it. And you can't you can't stop it. You can't slow it down. You're just flying. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's something to look forward to as well. So, based on all that, a lot of projects to go. So, keep looking uh-huh. out for those. And, you know, we'll we'll try and do stuff and we'll you know, try and make it so people can see it more, or or at least try and make us a bit visible. So uh, yeah, you know, if you do see this and you like it, help spread the love, not the virus. And uh, the song is like a damn virus. So uh, oh oh no, we're getting we're getting outro music off stage here. So all that's uh, that's left to say is thank you, D. Okay, and it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. So please feel fine, and for God's sake. I don't know. Who knows what's going on anymore? It's a toss-up. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!